members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to episode 157 of the other ground live. Uh, I'm Passive J. Uh, that's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is August the 29th. It is a Saturday. It is a UFC Saturday. But other than that, it is a Saturday. Jay, how you doing? I am doing fucking excellent, sir. Uh, woke up a little tired, uh, but other than that, I've had a fine day. How about you, sir? Uh, pretty shitty day. So, uh, had a decent Uh-oh. workout yesterday. I think I must have slept wrong, woke up. My back is in shambles, so that's never fun. Uh, that sucks. Well, you know, it's it, that's a weird uh, phrase and say you slept wrong because you know it's not like you don't get a lot of practice. Yeah, you, know, you sleep every day. How do you sleep wrong? Yeah, you know? but I totally understand what you're saying when you say that. It just sometimes you wake up all fucked up and you have no clue why. Well, you just sleep in a poor position, and yeah, that's not so great for the <clears throat> spine. <clears throat> sorry, when it's broken. Yeah, I can totally understand that. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, sir. So, And you were just starting to get back into the whole workout thing again, right? Well, I mean, I, I do what I can here and there. And like for the most part, I can get through most days just fine. And then there are days like this that just are not fun. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Well, uh, I'm not having that problem. Although I am, I must admit, I'm having a problem with leg days. My right leg is so much so substantially weaker than my left. It's affecting my workout. I think it's because that's the side the hernia is on. And for some reason or another, it, it got weaker after my vacation. But you know, from I, I walked around quite a bit on that, and since then, I've had to drop like a fair amount of weight off my different squat shit to, to them before I was, uh, before I went on that vacation. It makes zero sense to me. Yeah, sounds like you need to uh, to nut up there, Jay. Yeah, you mean to go go get the surgery again? Uh, sure, do something. I don't I don't know why uh, why things aren't going so well. Yeah, I don't I don't know, and I'll be fine. Probably back up to power in like you know another couple sessions. But it's weird how occasionally I'll just get a dip. I've told you this on several occasions. I went to work out, especially in work when the weight was lighter, and I couldn't do anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do air squats so because I no, I couldn't lift any weight at all. And that, and that would have been after several sessions where I was working up a fair amount of weight. Uh, just occasionally my uh, right, right side just gives out on me for a while. Yeah. I don't know what, what's going on there, but yeah, you should probably, uh, probably get that one figured out. Yeah. You would imagine so. But other than that, it's going okay. I mean, I got everything done. You know, the, the today was squats, deadlift, um, um, Stiff legged dead, deadlift and oh, and paused squats, which I didn't get much done on that, but I tried. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like that's that's odd that something like that's going on, especially with you now all roided up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I was, but I was more enthusiastic about it anyway, so <laughs> I think that's a sign that the, the roids are working. Uh, but so, but that doesn't surprise me. Tomorrow I'm I'm actually looking forward to the workout since it's chest day, and I want to see how I do. Be looking forward to those leg days, Jay. Looking forward <laughs> to you know killing them. Chest day oh, is yeah. the easy day. 
Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Well, well, actually, when it comes right down to it, squats day is, is the easiest day uh, overall because it's normally the day of the least amount of stuff. You know, you always have me program with like four things for squat day, while chest day and deadlift day is always five, and occasionally six. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, like today was squats, pause squats, uh, deadlifts, and GHR, which I just did stiff like a deadlifts for because that's the only thing I can think of for, for that one. Yeah, sounds like a uh, a fun a fun leg day. Yeah, well, it wasn't too bad. I was like I said, it, it didn't. Uh, uh, since I failed out uh, with less weight than I expected, it wasn't like I I felt like I killed myself. I was just more disappointed than anything else. I tried my hardest and didn't do as well as I'd expected, but it was still a good workout, so that's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, what do you got to talk about tonight, sir? Uh, so, so here's an interesting one. We've had a lot of these stories for some reason about all of these fucking pedophiles who end up not going to jail. So there's a new one here. Uh, this one is in Australia and I thought we kind of had the, uh, the monopoly for fucked up legal systems that a former teacher and convicted pedophile will not spend a single day in jail. And you'll oh, never Jesus. guess why. Why is that? He's been deemed too fat for prison. <sighs> well, it's finally went too far. This fat acceptance uh, trend that I've seen going for the last couple few years has finally crossed the fucking line. That is goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, so basically what it is, is they're saying that it wouldn't make sense to send him to prison um, it, it, because it would cost like, despite like all the prison stuff, just even to get him there, it would cost the state over $40,000. How fat is this guy? Uh, he's pretty fat. He's wheelchair bound. Probably looks, uh, I'd say probably mid five hundreds from the picture they have. Oh, well, how could it, it cost $40,000 just to get the guy there? That's two guys in a U-Haul truck. Maybe three guys well, and guards and stuff like that. But yeah. Well, oh, you want guards for what? He's going to roll the fuck away. <laughs> they don't need much in the way of guarding that dude. Guard, they need to guard the fucking refrigerator, but they don't need to guard that guy. Apparently something, but yeah. So another convicted pedophile, not in prison this time, just by being a sloppy, obese piece of shit. Oh, that's horrible. Wow. Well, at least it's not our country. We get to laugh at uh, someone else's country for once. Well, yeah, especially, you know, a, a country full of fucking felons. Like, they were founded <laughs> on this shit. <laughs> I don't think they were founded quite on what you're talking about. But, yeah, that's uh, Australia is a fucked up place like that. I'm, and they're proud of it, too. I, from what I understand, it's, uh, you know, a, a cool thing if you can trace your ancestors back to some uh, actual criminal that got sent there. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. So it's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of former prisoners and a whole bunch of animals and insects trying to kill you. It is the wild, wild west of islands. Yeah, and it is fucked up that they have so many different things, uh, <clears throat> which I don't know if the British really knew what they were doing when they sent all the prisoners over to Australia, if they really knew how fucked up Australia really was, you know, because that, that would make it extra mean. We're going to send you to a prison colony where everything will kill you. 
Yeah, I doubt they really knew the extent of everything uh, deadly there at the time. But hey, it was it was kind of a genius plan, right? <laughs> Get rid of your criminals and just have natural selection take care of them. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that a genius plan, but it's a pretty mean one, actually. But it worked. Uh, it was their system for a while, and we got an awesome country out of it. Because all its faults aside with uh, crazy animals and crazy people, Australia's pretty cool. And they developed a great fucking accent. Well yeah, done. yeah. No. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but anyways, what else you got today? Uh, so going back and talking about sleeping, uh, there's an interesting sleep study. Uh, they actually did a study based on religious views and who gets the best sleep. Oh, Any guesses? really? Um, Jesus, I would assume uh, agnostic people get the most sleep. Uh, actually, atheists. Atheists. No, oh, that was close. I, so atheists get the best sleep. Well, of course, that makes sense. They're not worried about whether they're going to heaven or hell. Uh, they're pretty sure there isn't any, so you know, might as well not worry about that shit. Yeah, so they really only broke it into uh, like three main groups. So actually, I don't know exactly what agnostics are getting. but uh, Right. So the main ones they broke out are atheists, Catholics, and Baptists. Oh, well, what comprehensive uh, research. <laughs> yeah, so they had uh, those three three big groups, but 73% of atheists report getting seven or more hours of sleep per night. Oh my, what are the comparative Whereas numbers? 63% of Catholics and only 55% of Baptists. Wow. I, I, I'll i be honest with you, I don't know what a Baptist is compared to like any of the other religions. Uh, they, they are religious slightly different than the other religious people's. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Is it a crazy flavor or pretty mild? Because <laughs> they're, they're all the same thing, just in different levels of crazy. You know, you got those, you know, regular Christians and Catholics and stuff, and that's base level. You know, then you get to some of the more weird stuff like the Mormons or, or the Latter day Saints or, you know, I don't know I where the Baptists are. I think it's a pretty broad brush because I think there's yeah. some pretty, you know, normal Baptists out there. But wasn't the crazy, like, flat out just wrong people the westboro people weren't they a baptist church i don't know that's a pretty good question actually um i think they're westboro baptist a... church like, oh yeah that... you're right yeah yeah you're, you're right yeah i was to say that sounds right so but that doesn't mean all baptists are crazy asses like those people uh several no, of those and that's what i was saying i'm sure there's some normal ones but they also apparently have their sect of super crazy uh, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, if we're comparing Baptists to Catholics, I mean, Catholics do have all the pedophile fucking priests, so there's that well, too. Well, yeah, but that's who knows, dude. That might just be you know, one of those things where wherever you shine the flashlight, the cockroaches are gonna uh, scatter from. So you might the, the case might be they just haven't really shined the uh, flashlight over on the Baptist priests yet. I wouldn't uh, absolve them of that yet. Uh, uh, at least not at this point. There's been so much fuck around with all the pretty much every religion. Uh, it's, it still seems that, that Catholics are the worst. Like, I haven't heard a single a single thing surrounding, you know, either, you know, pedophilia-ridden Scientology sects hmm. or the Mormons. You never hear about, you know, morally bankrupt Mormons. Huh. <laughs> uh, I well, isn't, uh, wouldn't you say Catholics are pretty much the largest segment that you're drawing examples from? Yes. 
but I don't care. Yeah, so I would, of course, you'll see more the, the of that. Mormons and, uh, the Mormons and Scientologists, <laughs> their preachers are better than the Catholics. Just putting it out there. Okay. I can't, I can't really argue with that. You know, I don't do religion. I've never been in a church. So yeah, I have uh, no clue. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just picking a side and going with it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let me ask you a question. Uh, you, you are a, uh, obviously a direct, uh, streaming content person. You have Netflix and probably some other uh, services as well. Correct. Yeah. I've got all the services, Jay. I kind of figured, but you know, I didn't want to assume, um, Amazon is doing something that irritates the fuck out of me and it's becoming a new trend. I've seen with some of these services, uh, they're not releasing the second season of the boys all at once. They're going to release them a couple at a time over the weeks. Um, like for, for they're going to have episodes one, two, and three released on September 4th, then episode four on September 11th, episode five on September 18th, you know, then one, an episode a week after that. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, that annoys the fuck out of me. I really, rarely have time to watch uh, a TV show, but when I do, I like to binge a whole bunch of it at once. So, uh, the fact that they have the entire season out there, but I still won't be able to watch it and all of it until October 9th, it irritates the fuck out of me. Uh, does that sort of thing bother you, dude? Yeah. I would just wait till October 9th. Like I'm, yeah. I'm that way now. So like there are, I guess there's really only one show I can think of the trillion TV right now that I bother watching and that's better call Saul. And with that, like I don't watch it during the run. I wait until the end of the season and I just watch the whole thing at once. Yeah. I don't have time to fucking figure out my schedule around, you know, a half hour, hour, a block a week to be in front of a TV. And then if I watch it, I don't want to have to, you know, remember what the fuck I watched a week ago yeah, that's that's a big like, one. I dude. just, I'm a big fucking dumb animal that has taken a lot of damage to his fucking head. So I need consistency where I can sit down for you know four hours and watch half the season. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. Uh, I don't have to watch the entire season in all one setting, obviously. Uh, but when I watch something, I want to do multiple episodes at once uh, and get it all out of the way because I'm not. I have zero patience. I, I want to find out the end of the story. That's uh, why I'm not allowed not allowed to buy new books anymore because I read them fucking too fast. You wouldn't think that's a bad thing, but when you're spending somewhere between seven and fourteen dollars on a book every fucking two days, <laughs> you gotta let you gotta take your uh your foot off the pedal occasionally. Books are for nerds. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, 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 I have I, an audible membership, so audiobooks are not for nerds. Actual <laughs> reading is for nerds. Oh just, just putting it out there. It's it's a nuanced thing. But letting listening to other people read, that's fucking awesome. Well, if you're going to fucking sit there and go do like an hour of cardio or something, you need something. And it's better to get something like that that you can immerse yourself into rather than music mm -hmm. because you will find yourself saying, oh, I just listened to this one song, so that means I've done approximately four minutes of cardio. I have 56 left. Fuck my life. Uh, yeah, that's very true. When I was doing a lot of cardio, like uh, I have a stationary bike, uh, I put it in front of the TV and I would pick out a, a show. I, I always made sure I, I did an hour of cardio, so I picked out like an hour show. And it turns out I didn't do an hour of cardio. I did like 52 minutes to like 48 to 52 minutes of cardio, depending on whether or not that show was made for TV or not TV, as as in did it have commercials or not. So it's on a direct service, so there's no commercials on there, but it makes the actual show shorter. Uh, with the Netflix shows and the other things made directly for streaming, their hour shows are 
pretty much an hour long. Um, and I found that out the hard way because being super du- duper tired after uh, doing a Netflix show instead of a regular one and go, God damn, God, this thing's oh fuck. This is why it's because it's 15 fucking minutes longer than my normal workout. Well, there you go. So if you want to cheat on car cardio, watch, you know, uh, a made for TV hour long show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's the little things you don't think about. Um, so what kind of audio books do you listen to normally? Uh, just anything that sounds interesting. Uh, mm. I'd have to actually pull up like audible to see what I even okay, had I guess, in there. I guess that was too general of a, a question. Do you listen to fiction, autobiographies, uh, technical manuals? Uh, I mean, what's this, what's the content? All, all nonfiction fiction is for fucking nerds. <laughs> so a lot of biographies and shit like that, I would imagine, huh? Uh, biographies, other things like that. Um, let's see. Uh, yes, I just do do to do in my own little way. <laughs> so yeah, a few, a few autobiographies, things like that. Um, some of the goddamn who's that author uh so like a couple malcolm gladwell books some of the uh robert green books things like that yeah those don't help me any because i don't know what kind of stuff that i write is was it like war stories you know you said it wasn't biographies i'm trying just trying to track down what kind of actual stuff it is uh i think it's more I won't necessarily say philosophy, but kind of philosophy. Oh, okay. The life experiences. Um, other things like around, that. like, you know, how the brain works as far as, like, there's a really good book out there called The Power of Habit uh, by Charles Duhigg. That's a really, really good one. Uh, but, yeah, stuff like that. Something I can actually take some sort of tangible benefit out of listening. Oh, oh. As opposed well, to, you know, zombie apocalypse and sci-fi weird shit. Oh, come on now. Well, you know, my uh, Kindle library is slightly different than that. <laughs> uh, I, obviously, I've got a lot of uh, a fair amount of science fiction, although I actually like prefer fantasy over science fiction. Uh, Robert A. Heinlein for science fiction is my number one dude. Uh, for uh, uh, the, On the uh, fantasy side, I've uh, Forgotten Realms books are probably my biggest thing because uh, they were by tons of different writers, and I've got dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Um, I'm not a huge spender on a Kindle, uh, but I probably have four or 500 books on it. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, but I this think is on my entire audible. I have one fiction book and that's only because people were saying that the book was way better than the TV show. So I had oh, to give Game, it a chance. Game of Thrones. Oh fuck. No, I'm not going to listen to 7,000 hours of audio. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I figured that could be the only one you were talking about. I'm surprised. No, um, American Gods. Oh, right on. Yeah. You know, I tried, started reading that once and it was, I, it didn't hook me at all. I stopped after a couple chapters. I don't know why. Yeah. The audiobook was really good. So like they did, like there was a full cast behind it as opposed to just one person reading it. Right. So yeah, it was interesting. Listen, I would say, yeah, it was, it is better than the show. I don't know if the show is coming back for another season or what the fuck's going on with that, but I mean, the show was damn good too. So there's that. Yeah, I didn't see that either. I don't like. I don't have network TV or cable TV, and happened for years and years. So unless it pops up on streaming, it's on one of the sites at some point. I imagine I'll be missing out. Yeah, you miss out on a lot of things, Jay. 
That's okay. I'm happy with my life. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, spe- speaking of things that you're almost definitely going to miss out on, uh, have you seen the uh, pr- uh, newest trailer for the latest Batman movie coming out? No, there's another one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, is it Affleck? Like, who is Batman this time? Considering there's oh, been dude, 37 it, Batmans. It's a sparkling fucking vampire, my friend. Robert Patterson is the nudist Batman. Who the fuck is that? And why do they have a nudist Batman? New, newest Batman, excuse me. Uh, Robert Patterson, I'm sure you know who he is. He was the main vampire in all those stupid fucking vampire movies, Twilight and such. Yeah, no, so that sounds even worse than fucking Affleck. Yeah, well, Affleck at least had a good look. Uh, he was able to do, uh, uh, like what, like the fight scene in the warehouse uh, that he had was one of the best Batman scenes I've ever seen. Uh, that's pretty much agreed by everybody. They said, that's the kind of fucking Batman we want. Uh, so I didn't mind Affleck other than, uh, really. But this guy looks, uh, now keep in mind, this is going to be a ma- Batman. They call it like year two or something. So he just started being the Batman and he's still relatively young and all that good stuff. So possibly the fact that he's skinny and shit won't be too unbelievable, you know. Uh, but other than that, it looks gritty and fucking, you know, uh, like a dark take on Batman, which is already a dark subject in the first place. So it might not be horrible. Uh, I'm reserving judgment, although I'm, I'm still dubious about the guy that they picked. Yeah, that little emo douchebag just needs to man up, get on a cycle, and fucking fill out a Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, he did. Yeah. He's got narrow shoulder, narrow shoulders and shit like that. So, uh, but once again, he's supposed to be like 18 or 19 or I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but it's very early in the Batman career. Uh, and they're, they're not sure if this one will be, um, connected to the DC universe. They say probably not They're They're, they have their own multiverse and going on where they can have different versions of shit going on at the same time. And so then that makes it okay. Cause it's a different version. It's a different part of the multiverse. No, that makes it fucking stupid and lazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm not even a gigantic superhero fucking movie fan or buff or whatever. But, like, at least Marvel, it all fucking kind of comes together. Like, this whole DC having a different fucking cast for every third goddamn movie is fucking stupid. Yeah, they, well, they tried it. They, they tried uh, to do that, but they just rushed it along too much. Uh, well, that's because their fucking movies suck. Like, yeah. stop taking it out on the fucking franchises and get better writers and directors. Right, it's not the right. actors that are fucking tanking these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the uh, the Superman movie wasn't horrible. It had some weird spots to it, but it wasn't the worst movie ever made. But then it went downhill from there quite a bit for uh, Henry Cavill and his Superman character. He just got put in worse and worse shit. Then by the end of the last one, the expression on his face told you that he knew he was in a shitty movie. Well, speaking of horrible and superhero movies, oh, yeah. how about the news of fucking Chadwick Boseman dying? That oh, came out of nowhere. Dude, several things surprised me. Surprised me. I did no clue the dude was 43. I figured he was in his like early to mid-30s. Um, the fact that he had been sick for six years, so basically all of the movies you saw him in Marvel was after he was diagnosed with cancer and been taking treatment. So that dude is a fucking superhero, apparently. Yeah, that guy, it's like, hearing all of that, that was something else. Like, that guy was an absolute motherfucker. If you go back and look at, like, his his credits from, like, 2016 on, like, when he did Black Panther, like, he did a lot of badass movies, all the while, like, dealing with what turned into terminal cancer. Like, right. god damn. 
<clears throat> yeah, it's pretty amazing. And there's a uh, several tearjerker videos going around uh, of different things. One of the more prominent ones is him talking about uh, him getting all worked up and emotional, talking about the two kids that have cancer or had cancer that died before they got a chance to watch the Black Panther movie because he, you know, talked back and forth with them about it or some shit like that. Uh, and they died before it came out. He was really like upset and emotional talking about it. Uh, and that was like a really uh, heartfelt, touching moment before you knew that he was also dealing with cancer. So adding that in, it's it's uh, pretty fucking uh, dusty in here all of a sudden. Yeah, that entire thing, that's just rough. Like, I know that this is a, a podcast based on the fucking other ground, and there's a lot of, like, super far-right idiots there. But, like, that Black Panther movie, like, that meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, like, and it, to and have it, him gone, like... He was in what two movies? Well, I guess technically three because wasn't one of the Avengers like the two films or whatever. Well, he was in uh, the Avengers, uh, uh, Captain America: Civil War. That was the first time you saw him, and then he was he had at least a part in pretty much every movie after that. So probably uh, Captain the, the Avengers. Uh, well, excuse me, was it Cap- I can't remember uh, which ones are Captain America ones and which ones are Avengers anymore. But uh, he was in the. Civil War, he was in the uh, Infinity Stones, and he was in Endgame. Um, and, and then uh, obviously his own movie. So he was in at least four Marvel movies. Well, there you go. Yeah, however many. That kind of yeah, sucks. Pl- like, he never got to, like, fulfill like the arc of that character, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They were, and Well, here's the thing. They uh, were obviously moving forward with a Black Panther 2, but it, it was rumored, like, six months ago or a year ago that he wasn't going to be doing it. And at the time, I, everyone kind of assumed that, you know, negotiations didn't work out. Timing was bad, you know, uh, or he wanted, he didn't want to be, uh, associated with black Panther for his entire career, many, many things. And now it was pretty obvious uh, that he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Like now, you know why, like as before, like you thought, you know, was it something to do with Marvel? Did he want to go in another direction? Like, no, this guy was literally dying. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's horrible. And the people speaking on the movie, I didn't watch the movie, to be honest with you. I got it like a third of the way through it, and I was kind of bored with it. Um, but I, I don't have anything bad to say to it other than that, the fact that I wasn't into it. I, uh, I don't know why. It, it just didn't interest me too much, so I moved on. But um, that doesn't mean it's not a good movie. I can't, But I can't really speak on that. Obviously, it means you're racist, Jay. Yeah, I'm terribly racist. <laughs> No, uh, I like his characters in the other movies. I just got bored with the plot line uh, on his on his standalone movie. Yeah, I thought that. it was a halfway decent movie. Like the fucking villain, I think was actually more interesting than the lead character. Even though Michael B. Jordan is just not a great actor, but whatever. <laughs> Either now way, that... yeah, sucks. That guy died. He was fucking forty three. Man, that's that's yeah. a little too young. Yeah, when 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 you hear about a famous person dying and they're younger than you, you you immediately get concerned. Uh, so yeah, that's fucking that's that's tragic, really. Uh, but I don't want to talk about that too much because that'd be sad. And this is not a sad show. This is a fucking awesome show. Let's see what else do we got today. Uh, we talked about the Batman thing. Oh, did you hear Bella Thorne ripped off a whole bunch of people? And now now the entire OnlyFans site's uh, angry with her. Yeah, apparently she's kind of a cunt. 
Yeah, apparently so. Um, for those that were not uh, paying attention to the various articles about it, and first off, congratulations. <laughs> Secondly, uh, Bella Thorne, who was like this minor uh, actress, she was on Disney stuff when she was a kid or some shit like that, uh, started a OnlyFans thing. Uh, in addition, and in addition to the monthly like sign up thing that they have, she was uh, at one point offering um, nudes for like a, a one time purchase. Uh, and she apparently acquired $2 million in like a day and a half or two days doing that, uh, which is, which is an interesting story, but that's not what this story is about. Uh, this story is about the fact that she didn't fucking send any of them any nudes and basically closed her OnlyFans account and bolt, bolt the fuck out of there. Um, and, but even that's not what this, uh, uh, is about. The problem being is OnlyFans immediately changed their policies to make it so that pe- you couldn't do that anymore. And the side effect of it is it's reducing the amount of tips that the uh, uh, normal OnlyFans people, like the sex, sex workers and stuff, can get uh, from their fans. So it's fucking uh, screwing up their business. And because she walked out wow, with $2 million. Plus, on top of that, it also means that all these other OnlyFans people are going to have their payments delayed while OnlyFans comes up with the fucking money to pay off Bella Thorne. Interesting. I guess maybe I should suspend my OnlyFans. Shit. You might. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, you can get get away with that, dude. No matter, despite the fact that you sold a yearly membership or and then sold a whole bunch of pictures that you didn't uh, actually produce, you still got their money. So you, you and you can quit whenever you want. You're not contractually obligated to stay there and show people your titties. God damn, two million dollars. I mean, I've only made like sixty four dollars for pictures of my butthole. Like, <laughs> goddamn, I'm I'm getting underpaid here. You are, sir. You're just not doing it the right way. Yeah. Guess not. I guess I need a better camera. That must be it. <laughs> hey, that's a good investment. It's always a good investment to have a good camera, take pictures of your butthole and any other orifice, really. Ah, just really your butthole. <laughs> what else you got today, sir? Uh, so in not so awesome news. Uh, so the whole idea of getting people back to you know school and college. Not going so well in Alabama. So the University of Alabama so far already has 1,200 active cases of the COVID. Okay. Uh, first off, there's 1,200 people going to college in Alabama. Wow, that's a surprise. Uh, <laughs> University of Alabama is a really, really large school, Jay. No, I mean, there's twenty. There's 1,200 people in the state of Alabama going to college. Oh, they're probably I think most of them are probably out of state. Uh, they're probably okay. there for the football team, but you know. Okay, that, may, that makes a little more sense. Now, how, uh, so twelve hundred really? Is that what you said? Yeah, as of Saturday, more than twelve hundred students and over a hundred and fifty employees. Wow! Um, holy shit! Uh, I don't. I, that's a fucking huge amount. I mean, I don't even need to know how many people are going to school. Uh. Because those 1,200 people will quickly infect the entire school. So uh, are they going to close it down? What, have they made any statements about what's going on with it? Uh, basically, they're just saying this is super concerning. And if it gets worse, we might have to look into like shutting down or going remote or whatever else. But hmm. yeah, pretty much it's it's the fact that you can't trust a bunch of college kids to be safe. No, you can't trust like they're all anybody going out and getting safe. drunk and fucking ignoring, like not wearing masks, not being distant at all. Basically, just being normal college kids, right. and it is not working out so well. I'll be honest with you, 
I don't think the majority of people care about masks. Uh, I have, I'm not, I haven't went out looking for this, but every picture I've ever seen of a group of people, a large group of people, the vast majority of them weren't wearing masks. It doesn't matter where that group it is, uh, at a game, at a concert, on the beach, protesting. Always, it's a picture of a whole bunch of people not wearing a mask. So I think our biggest problem is that I don't think the majority of the United States believes in it. I think you have a little bit of confirmation bias there, though, Jay. You're looking at large groups of people, like generally the only people that are congregating in large groups are the dummies. <laughs> yeah, you, you, that is true. Uh, the people that believe in a mask would be less likely to be uh, congregating in a large group in the first place. That's a good point. Uh, but still, uh, there there are large crowds of people not wearing masks. So regardless, uh, I, it doesn't surprise me that we're having uh, issues with it's it's still spreading. Uh, it doesn't take large amounts of people to sp- uh, spread an infection. It just takes a couple few, really. Yeah, it just uh, like I don't know why people chose this hill to die on, and people are literally dying on it. The idea that, like, wearing a mask is the worst thing in the fucking world. Like, why? Dude, like I said, that reminds me, I gotta wash my mask once we're done here. Um, I wear a mask 10 to 12 hours a day. It's not that big of a deal, dude. You get used to it. It's not a huge thing. Wear your mask. Yeah, I fucking hate people. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I almost bought a shirt today, just be, uh, but I didn't because I thought, uh, it might be in bad taste. Uh, it says, uh, yeah, it, it just says, I hate people underneath it. Cunts. Yeah, that sounds about that's That's 2020 in a nutshell right there. It's gotten to the point <laughs> that just the cunts are kind of just running the world at this point, And it's uh, getting a little old. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, another sign uh, of this crazy ass fucking year that we've had is uh, the movie business is just fucking getting kicked in the nuts over and over and over again um to the point where numbers that you thought would be ridiculously bad they're actually pretty happy with uh the x-men it's not technically an x-men movie uh a new movie uh, the new mutants uh came out uh, today uh on friday actually so it was its first day it's been around since 2018 but between uh, it having poor um script issues and they wanted to do reshoots on it but then right around then uh the covid thing kicked in so so they eventually just decided to release it now it is technically a theater release because uh, it's out in like uh what they say 2412 locations on friday which is eh, yeah, yeah but here's the thing the the headline is uh with north american move, movie going slowly resuming x-men spin off the new mutants opened with a solid 3.1 million at 2,412 locations on Friday. So that means they have a forecast of 7 to $10 million for the weekend. Uh, and that's considered solid fucking numbers. Have you, when was the last time you heard of a movie making 7 to $10 million its first weekend fucking period? Yeah, didn't like the Avengers make a billion dollars? Yeah, yeah, but they, I think they made a, a couple hundred million or maybe two or hundred or three hundred million in their first fucking weekend. Or, you know, no, I they thought made, they made a billion opening week. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I I know that they made over a billion. Well, that's easy enough to find out. And which which Avengers are you talking about? Endgame. I don't know the one that broke all the records. Yeah. Oh, that'd be the last one. Game. In box office. Let's see, it's an easy one. Uh, no, you know, it's uh, it's. 
Oh, you know, you're right, because it grossed, uh, I was thinking about the American market, it grossed $1.2 worldwide in its opening weekend, including $350 million dom- domestically, which broke all kinds of records. So I was thinking about the d- domestic uh, box office, because I'm pretty sure uh, that uh, New Mutants uh, movie is not opening like in theaters worldwide. <laughs> uh, I don't know, it may be huge in Georgia. It might be huge. <laughs> well, apparently the movie fucking sucks, uh, but uh, which is sad. Does that surprise uh, you at all? No, no. Anytime it's the fact that they've had it sitting around since 2018 uh, made me know for a fact that it was a fucking dud. Uh, you know, they they watch their own movies and they can tell whether or not it's any good or not. And even if they waited two years to put it out when it was done, fucking obviously they don't think they're gonna make much money off of it. But that's the thing. Why don't why don't they just release it like on a not necessarily a streaming platform, but like a you know a pay to watch it at home, kind of like they did with a couple movies there. Right. Like, I right. think they probably would have made more than the eight million dollars or whatever it was, and I mean they're gonna fucking lose a ton of money regardless. This is probably a several hundred million dollar movie to make. Right. Yeah. I do believe it. I think I read something about it. It had to do with uh, um distribution agreements you know like they they were legally obligated to give it to the theaters because they already signed a contract as such uh some other movies are not like that uh, and they are doing what you're talking about uh in the same vein uh bill and ted face to music also opened on friday uh and uh with four hundred thousand dollars at 107 theaters but that's a pretty good number because they also became available on premium v uh vod uh video on demand the same day so with the competition of people being able to watch at home, they still managed to pull 400,000 in a, a thousand seven theaters, which is about, you know, um, less than half of what the new mutants opened in. Uh, and supposedly the, the uh, Bill and Ted face the music may or may not be a good movie. It depends on who you ask. Uh, well, that doesn't the, bode well. Yeah. Well, checking on the OG, uh, they, almost nobody likes it. And most of them say it's, you know, like fucking woke ass shit and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, that's the, the fucking OG. They say that about every goddamn movie now. Right. It has well, like a single gay character or anything other than like, it's, it's fucking ridiculous is what it is. Right. Right. Well, uh, Rolling Stones and I think Forbes, uh, I know Rolling Stone gave it a good review and another one gave it a re- good review. Of course, they specifically mentioned stuff that the OG thought was fucking horrible. So you got to take that for a grain of salt as well. Um, and um, especially the Rolling Stone one, it made a couple weird comments that made me wonder about it. Uh, but suppose it's probably a good time. You got to you can't take that kind of shit too seriously. You got to look at the first two movies. Yeah, I think I'll hold out until like anyone whose opinion I respect wastes the money on it and see. uh <laughs> see how that pans out because i i don't exactly have high hopes for it no no and it, it might mean, be Keanu Reeves is a fucking national treasure but i i don't know if he can save that <laughs> well strangely enough the the review i read uh praised alex winters quite a bit they said you know uh he he fell into his role completely you know easily and it was you know it was completely believable while Keanu Reeves when, when he wasn't actually speaking when he was just standing there, uh, it was kind. Of, it was kind of hard to. You, it was fucking Keanu Reeves, <laughs> so it was, it was kind of hard to uh, get in into his Bill role uh, or Ted role, rather, since uh, since you know every time when you when, supposedly when he was speaking, it wasn't that a big deal because then you know you, 
the, he was acting the Ted thing. But when he wasn't talking and he was just standing there when other people are talking, you're like, dude, that's fucking Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I guess that could be, you know, immersion breaking for such a silly, ridiculous movie. But like, right. I mean, come on now. It's like, what do you expect? You have to kind of check that at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but I, but like uh, you said, it's kind of hard to, uh, it's not surprising that it happens because you're, you're sitting there waiting for him to whip out a gun and shoot four people. Well, I mean, he is fucking Neo and John Wick. I mean, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. And you want to hear something? It's like uh, watching a Samuel L. Jackson movie where he doesn't say motherfucker. You're just going to be stuck <laughs> there the entire time just waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do uh, you think he's been typecast or is that really the only kind of roles he's good at? Who, Samuel L. Jackson saying motherfucker or yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves becoming a, an action guy? Well, fucking both, really. Uh, both, both of them have pretty uh, narrow roles just late in their career. You know, you don't see uh, Keanu Reeves do a lot of shit besides the action stuff. Or if he is, I didn't pay any attention. And Samuel Jackson kind of plays the same role in every fucking movie he's in. Well, I think at this point, Keanu Reeves is just making so much goddamn money that he only needs to make, you know, one film every three years anyhow. Right. So why not make it a John Wick or a fucking reboot to Matrix whenever the fuck that comes out? Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, he's it's just when you're that great at saying the word motherfucker, like yeah, you should probably just write it into every role. <laughs> like Bruce Buffer only being good at one thing, but he's really good at it. Nah, Bruce Buffer's not even that great at what he does. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to take a swing at it sometime, but it'd be really hard not to try to do it in his style, which obviously would be the wrong choice. Um, you don't really longest... have an announcer voice, though, Jay. You have like a radio like kind of voice. Like it, you, you don't project that way. Yeah, you're probably right, and it is a it is a different sort of projection. And I would feel awkward trying to do it on air right now, which probably is a good sign that I wouldn't be good at it. Uh, but when I was younger, uh, I would try to do my best Don Pardo voice. Uh, I'm, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with him. Who? Don Pardo. Uh, he. Uh, uh, I was first introduced to him because for the longest time he did the opening credits uh, for Saturday Night Live. And this was later in his career. Yeah. Jan Hooks, Nora Dunn. You know, just announcing the, the different people at the beginning of the show. Uh, but apparently he's done announcing work for a long time. He, like, uh, uh, he did, like, a lot of the uh, earlier game show things. Uh, I want to say, was he, I think he, was he the uh, announcer guy for fucking the price is right for a while or maybe one of those but mostly it was uh uh saturday night live that i first remembered him from that he had just a very deep announcer voice and he articulated in uh a particular way yeah i i I don't know who it is like i'm sure he i i know like those type of shows and everything else and it is the standard announcer voice but yeah i have no idea who exactly you're talking about right 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 which is understandable most people don't pay attention to the you know names of the people that do voiceovers and shit like that um he did a, a bit for uh weird al for a, a, a song he did cost called i lost on jeopardy which uh, was pretty funny he should you should look it up some point i know you never will but <laughs> yep, but yeah probably not uh, no, probably not. It's funny thing enough, and here's a video that you really should look up, and it's going to be hard to find because uh, I don't know the exact Google for it, but there was an award show for um, voiceover acting a couple few years ago, and <clears throat> at the beginning of the show, they showed a video 
of like these five guys getting picked up by a limo. Uh, and these five guys were um, important because to the voiceover industry, because they are the five guys that do every fucking movie trailer in the world. One of these five guys, and this is back in the early 2000s or 90s. I can't remember when it was, but you know, there, you know, the classic movie uh, guy, guy, trailer voice, you know, in a world gone mad, one man has what it takes to save us all. So, you know, uh, and you know exactly who I'm fucking talking about because he's did a bazillion of those trailers, uh, mostly back in the 80s and 90s. Yes, Pablo Francisco. No, that, no, although he does a really great fucking uh, radio voice, uh, uh, announcer voice, rather. I've seen his uh, stand up on that. Uh, but then there's also an, another guy that does like all the fucking Disney movie trailers. Then another guy that does all these, and there's these five guys that they get them all in a, a fucking limo talking back and forth. And it's really, it's really fucking cool, actually. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't sound super entertaining to me, but it's like a two minute. You also bit. care way more about the the voice, the voiceover community than than most. Right, right, because it's something I've continually tried to break into unsuccessfully. Um, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic for me, probably for other people, not so much. Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody else that knows of any voice actors by name. Yeah, and you know, I used to know the guys, the at least the main movie guy's name, but it's fucking slipping my mind at the moment. I'm sure Google. That's why I just said Pablo Francisco because he mimicked that voice, and at least he's memorable. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was he had a couple good bits. I liked uh, at least his first uh, couple stand-up specials. I haven't looked up anything from him in a long time, though. Uh, he's kind of a gimmick, so I'm sure that probably wasn't super a a super long career based on that. Right, probably not. Oh, let's see. I think I still have one or two topics left, or did I go through them all? Oh my god, I think I went through all my topics, dude. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do, sir? God damn, pal! Would you hear? Uh, Elon Musk uh, has started, and he's already got it done in uh, a couple pigs, as far as implanting computer chips in animal brains. Oh, do tell. Uh, why exactly is that crazy motherfucker uh, doing that? Well, because if he can get it to work in animals, you can get it to work in humans. And the ship that he's putting in there is to, like, the, kind of the proof of concept will be the ability to, you know, help treat conditions like Alzheimer's, dementia, spinal cord injuries, stuff like that. Ah. So he's starting with pigs and he's uh, already implanted a couple chips and a couple pigs. Oh, I have that... no idea what those chips are actually doing yet, but like they've gotten to the point that they're able to implant them and not kill the things. So like that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> I'm sure I mean, this, this not... motherfucker. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's rocket science because he's already fucking mastered that. Well, you know, um, I'm sure this is not what he's doing, but when you explained that to me, my first image of was him like walking up to, to pigs and breaking their backs and then certain chips to see if they can still work their legs. Yeah, that's you. You're kind of a sick person, Jay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a weird mental image. I'm sure that's not how they're doing it. Although they might be that guy is a weird motherfucker. Yeah, but he's also a fucking evil genius. I mean, he said he figured out fucking rocket science and now he's implanting chips in fucking pigs. Like, it, I, 
It's hard yeah, to dude. say that he's going to fail at anything. I am going to pass on the uh, chip. Thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, I will never need it uh, for whatever nefarious reasons he's actually using it for. Because clearly, he's going to take over the world. Uh, we're going to have our world's first supervillain, and it's going to be Elon Musk. Uh, so, uh, I don't, the only question is: Do you want to be part of his uh, slave chip army or part of the resistance? Yes, and Bill Gates is trying to chip everyone through vaccines. No, he doesn't need to do that. They actually have little tiny microchips and deodorant nowadays. So what you're doing is you're actually rubbing microchips into your system whenever you put deodorant on. Yeah, we've already all voluntarily chipped ourselves with our fucking cell phones. They already know yeah. everything <laughs> about us they can know. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day about you know, Facebook being able to sell all your information for fucking buku bucks. Uh, the, there's very little about you that uh, they can't find out just from your cell phone. Yeah, they don't need to implant you with anything to track you. No. They, <laughs> well, obviously, they're talking about, you know, when we rise up against the government, we'll all have to throw our cell phones away to avoid tracking. So then you'll be glad that you don't have anything implanted in you. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that'll be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to go along with the thought process of the people worried about being chipped. Yeah, fucking people are stupid. Oh, well, it's it's funny, dude. Uh, there was a thread on the OG a while back about uh, this entire thing, and some people were pointing out that it's already happening in certain cases where people are getting uh, microchips inserted underneath their skin uh, for security things at where they worked at. Like, it'll do stuff like open doors, but uh, only if you have the microchip in there and allow people to uh, be tracked throughout the building so they'll know not only where people with chips are not supposed to be where they are, but also if there's people without chips. So, because, you know, they'll know right away that there's someone who's not supposed to be there. Uh, so, as a security measure, it's actually a pretty uh, smart idea. Uh, a lot of the OG was against it, uh, just the, in general principle. Well, that's because, like, well, yes, number one, definitely be against mandatory chipping for fucking work, which I think, I, I don't know, it was several states have already made that illegal. And, like, I remember a couple of these threads, and no one could ever point to actual examples of this happening, where employers are forcing people to get fucking implants. So I think it's a little bit of fear-mongering and just kind of the same type of people that think Bill Gates is an evil genius trying to thin the herd of the world through mandatory vaccines and microchipping. Right, right. And uh, I haven't heard anything like that either. And in this case, it'd be, uh, it'd have to be mandatory for it to be effective for using the system in the way that I was describing it. Because, you know, they'd be able to track everybody. If you have people that aren't using a microchip, well, there's still ways around that. You can have microchips on badges and just have them wear the badge. Uh, but obviously, then you're lowering your effective security level because someone else can get the badge and such. Yeah, it, it, it's not a thing. I don't think it's going to be a thing. Mm. Will implantable technology be a thing? Absolutely. But I don't think you're ever really going to get to a point where it's required because of all the laws that are already in place and just right. the privacy issues of it all. Yeah. And of course, you'll know, get some psycho chopping off people's hands to break into secure facilities. So it really only goes so far as uh, a security measure, really. Yeah, crazy people are fucking crazy, Jay. Yes, they are. <laughs> you got anything else to finish us off for tonight, sir? Um, so yeah, I guess we can talk about a couple things. 
another UFC fight, obviously off the card tonight due to COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of surprising. You wouldn't think anybody, you know, actually fighting would not know that they have COVID because you would assume that they'd be tested pretty thoroughly before this. If I knew I was going to be on fighting on uh, a card about a month, he knew they at least knew a month or two beforehand, I would be getting tested for COVID pretty regularly. Well, it's just, it's one of those things, like we're seeing it on almost every card now. And like, that's the, there's a worrisome thing of number one, like how reliable are these tests and are these guys really sick or not? But beyond that, like this shit's just not going away. You have people that fighting is their fucking livelihood. So you'd think they'd be taking every precaution that they can possibly take. And they're still failing within days of a fight. Like, God damn. I thought this thing was supposed to like go away over the summer. Like so much for that, huh? Yeah, apparently not. Um, and we've talked about that before, how concerned I am about this whole shit because it affects me, affects me financially rather severely. If, uh, my club doesn't get back to its normal functioning fairly soon, uh, the wife's already lost out in a lot of money just because there's no card players this season. So that's a, that's a significant portion of her money to the point where she doesn't really make as much as she should per hour. Because they know that she's going to get the uh, the tips from card players. Well, she hasn't got those this year, uh, but she's still doing the same job as always. I mean, obviously, there's a lot less people in the locker room for her to take care of, but it's that's kind of, kind of obviously a bummer for us uh, when you throw in the fact that there's a good chance that the club's going to close early for the season. Uh, that's obviously not something we want at all. Then uh, it's going to close early because once it gets cold, people don't want to eat inside because of the whole COVID thing. So there's a good chance mean- that you might just close it early. Yeah, like that's going to be a an interesting thing. It doesn't seem like this shit's slowing down at all. Like it right. definitely does seem like some states are doing better than others, but like yeah, the whole like Alabama thing and just the numbers overall, it's just what the fuck, man? Just like can't we all just be smart about this for let's just give it like 3 weeks. Let's just say everybody pay attention, fucking wear masks, don't do stupid shit for 3 weeks and let's just see if we we get most of the way through this. Honestly, I think what's going to happen at some point, we're just going to have to fucking kind of give up and live life normally with uh, whatever precautions we can come up with. Uh, I, we're not going to get rid of it anytime soon. And everyone keeps on saying there's oh, a vaccine coming, but fucking, I don't see any vaccine. So, uh, unless that shit happens, uh, I think, I think a, a vaccine might be the only thing that allows at least my country club to get back to normal. There's you know, there, it's a, such a mix of people terrified of it and people that don't give a shit and are, and are annoyed, and are annoyed that we're taking uh, precautions and measures. Well, the problem are the people that don't give a shit. Like we have, we've seen countries like figure this shit out. Like there are lots of countries now that are back to almost doing things back to normal. Like they had their spike. They took care of it. And now it's like pretty much a non-issue. Whereas us, yeah. we have these fucking idiots that are a good portion of the goddamn population that everything is a goddamn hoax to them. So, hey, if they are inconvenienced in the slightest, they're going to go out of their way to make things worse for everyone. Oh, you know, it's very frustrating. Um, and not just for me, obviously. Um uh, crying about my own shit but for you know uh, everyone else like at my at my work the wait staff's not making dick uh because there's you know 
Uh, well, actually, that's not true. They're not making dick for their lunch shifts because no one ever comes in. People are still coming in for dinner pretty regularly. And we're having good nights because this is one of the few places they can go where they feel comfortable. Uh, uh, but um, so the wait staff's making good money on dinners. But for lunches, there's no one ever shows up right now. Yeah, it's just it's I don't know. I, I guess I'll just leave it at that. I just don't fucking know. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that does suck. Uh, but let's not finish on that. That's such a sad thing. You got anything good for the, to end up on? I, was, I apologize. I had like five or six topics. We just went through them like the fucking wind. Uh, good things. There, there are fights tonight, and I think a few of them are going to be relatively fun fights to watch. Oh, fuck. I apologize for talk- everyone not being able to do a goddamn fight companion, but like, I am going to have to probably just throw the fights on, on my phone and go lay down on the floor. Because my spine is fucking wrecked. Yeah, I woke up this morning and like my left hand was pretty much numb, like Mm. almost the entire hand. That's just not a good sign to wake up to. No, obviously not. You know, strangely enough, uh, I'm kind of having spine issues. I'm not. It's not spine issues. It's just like back issues. I notice if I stand up for more than uh, any reasonable amount of time, my back hurts. But it's not like a pulled muscle thing. It's like a burning sensation, you know, like uh, uh, like a weak muscle being used or some shit like that. I guess it's hard to. But the longer I stand, the more burning pain I get from it, uh, and it it restricts me a little bit. I mean, I uh, I can walk around and stuff, but by the time I get you know any kind of distance, it's uh, getting uncomfortable at, at at the very least. And if I have to stand around in one spot for like five or ten minutes, I'm not happy at all. Well, you you also have flat feet and you're 13 foot tall, so I don't think you were necessarily meant to be standing for super long periods of time. Uh, <laughs> but wife, yeah, you my... should probably figure out what's going on there. I don't know if you need to do more like kind of prehab slash rehab work, like spending time on a foam roller, like stuff like that, just to make sure everything is is loose and you know broken up. Like that might be something you want to look into. My wife thinks it's because of my scoliosis. Uh, she says, your back's just fucked up from your scoliosis. I think it's my extremely poor posture when I'm sitting. Uh, if I don't I don't sit up sit up and stand up straight long enough, so when I'm walking around trying to stand up straight, it's using muscles that uh, you know that aren't getting used enough. That's my theory, but my wife thinks I'm, that's crazy. She does think I have poor posture, but she doesn't think that's why my back's giving me problems. Well, poor posture definitely probably is part of it. Um, <laughs> also... Like how how crooked is your spine? Ah, it can't be that bad, I would assume. I don't know. It, I mean, you've seen pictures. I mean, one one shoulder is a little bit higher than the other, but that might be a muscle thing because of the missing muscle in my chest. Well, that's not an X-ray of your spine, Jay. Like we need yeah. to know what's actually going on there. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to go look at my uh, medical records. I believe it was called mild scoliosis. So, if I remember well, I the term on my record, not as bad as severe. Right, right, right. But those things are all generalizations. I don't know what mild really means. Like a lot, of, like a lot of things that I've seen in my record, I haven't actually talked to a doctor about it. Like my entire COPD thing, it says on the on my X-rays that in, it says it's you know, a whole da 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 indicative of uh, COPD. So which makes me think I have COPD. But I've never actually talked to a doctor about it because I don't know. That doesn't really bother me. So it's not an issue. Yeah, um, you might just want to, you know, take a look at that sometime. Like, if your spine's pretty straight, like, yeah, that might be okay. If it looks like fucking Lombard Street in San Francisco, 
Right. Like maybe you shouldn't be working out the same way that you do, but uh, yeah, I I digress. Yeah, yeah. Sly, we don't have time for a whole list of my ailments today. That's practically a fucking whole show. Just me listing to different shit wrong with me, which is weird for me to say because I don't feel like there's anything wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? I guess I guess it's because I've been like this my entire life for most of that stuff. I don't feel like I have an issue. Uh, I know that uh, physically speaking, I'm clumsy at shit and that I, you know, um, I'm not really good with my hands and yada, 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 but that doesn't make me feel like I'm fucking handicapped or something. Um, so I've never thought to myself, oh, I'm disabled. Uh, despite the thread that I made that one day. <laughs> so, you know, I just, you know, I just know that, uh, I have different issues than some other people. That's all. That's the spirit, Jay. Let's end this with the fact that you're not handicapped. You're handy capable. Goddamn. <laughs> Boy, goddamn right. I am. Yeah. And you are right. It's about time to end the show. Uh, I'd like to thank the OG army for showing up. Uh, can't do the show without you guys. Uh, I also like to thank my co-host Big Dalton over there. Uh, couldn't do the show without him. And every time I've tried, it went fucking horribly. Uh, you got anything for us, sir? Uh, sure. Why not? Let's let's uh, hit a couple things again. Apologies for no uh, fight companion tonight. Hopefully, you guys find somewhere to go to uh, have some company of watching these these fights. I think the next one that we'll do. Yeah, looking at these Overeem versus Sakai, that does not sound great for next weekend. Uh the one next the one after that, Tiago Santos versus Glover Teixeira, that one sounds fun. Mm. We'll shoot for that one on Saturday, September 12th. Um but other than that, the only thing I can think of is fuck every last one of you including each of the vertebrae in my goddamn spine that is broken. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Uh, everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Screw you, hippie!